Welcome to Connecting with Film, bonding over the big screen. This week, The Batman. Batman. Welcome to our short weekly podcast where we choose a popular film to break down on a thematic level. We share how these films relate to us and discuss questions that can help you engage in more movie-based, meaningful conversations. Today we're discussing The Batman, an excellent film written by Matt Reeves, Peter Craig, and Bill Finger. Directed by Matt Reeves, starring Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, and Paul Dano. I've got on this podcast a lot of other filmmakers, as in two of them. Uh, I'm Derek, a screenwriter. With me is director Paul. Howdy. And Sweet Perry. Hello, hello. Paul, you've seen this movie five times in the movie theater. What, What is the scene that you really enjoy from it? I can't pick one scene. This film is just phenomenal. This is probably the best film I've seen in years. And it's a, uh, it's one that I feel just needs to be seen in the theater that the director really does a great job of making you feel like you are there. It's a, a really good story, a lot of deep themes. Um, visually it's gorgeous and the soundtrack is incredible. Um, yeah, it's uh, there's a, a website, uh, Robert Ebert.com. Uh, and I've been trying to figure out a way to explain to people why I like this film so much. And there's a, a quote there from the review, and it says, The script from Reeves and Craig forces our hero to question his history as well as confront his purpose. And in doing so, creates an opening for us as viewers to challenge the narratives we cling to in our own lives. Which um, is just true for me. I just... This film is just awesome on, on, on a deep level, on a visual level, art level. It's just phenomenal. Yes. How's that for not answering your question? I didn't even mention the scene. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so good. It's almost like you had some things you wanted to say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I've been talking to people and being like, uh, when I after I saw it, I was like, hey, the Batman, it's really good. Like, it's just a good film, and it's got Batman in it. Yes. It's like a, a double. Uh, mm. I, I love, I think the, almost the opening, like, I love the film noir style of voiceover. I mean, I love the, the noir keeps up throughout the whole thing, but the, like, opening, you know, detective uh, voiceover where he's talking about things, um, and... He's like, they think I'm hiding in the shadows. I am the shadows. Mm. Um, and like talking about like, um, you know, when they see a sign in the sky, it's like a warning and people get scared. Um, fear is a tool. When that light hits the sky, it's not just a call. It's a warning. <laughs> and then he comes in and he he fights all the thugs in the beginning and like just like super punches that one guy a bunch like you know, past the point of needing to, but it has the effect of everyone else is like scared. And, you know, by doing that, he probably doesn't have to fight as much uh, with the rest of the group because they're kind of afraid of him now. So he's, he's actually using fear as a tool, like 
Batman does. And then uh, like multiple scenes where he is being the world's greatest detective, which has always been one of my favorite aspect of Batman's character. And that the movies have not totally done as well as I think they could have in the past. Like, you know, there's the scene in, in the, the dark night where we got Batman like doing ballistics and reconstructing walls and stuff. But like this movie was like the whole time the Batman was trying to solve the mystery. And like he had his, his camera contacts and like just a, a bunch of different tools and was like going back over things. And, and also he just felt so human seeing Batman drive around on his motorcycle to get to places where he's going to put on his seeing seeing Bruce Wayne drive around in his motorcycle in disguise as a normal like person and then getting somewhere and putting on his costume so that way he like can move about was really fun it's not just like he magically appears everywhere it's like no he's he's driving around he's doing stuff I felt like he was even when he was Bruce Wayne he was still the Batman like there really was no Bruce Wayne this is two years into being Batman and that's all he is at this point that's his whole life. His legacy. Oh, I love I I really like this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll just I add I'll just add that I, there were some really cool scenes that I think did a great job of like just making it look practical. Like they mm-hmm. the the look of the film has the look of being made in kind of an older era. Um they they really tried to think uh about how would this be done? How would this look if we used practical effects? Even though they didn't necessarily use practical effects, but it all looked practical, which I really appreciated. Um, and they really focus on a different side of the Batman that we've than we've seen. Because you know, I'm a huge fan of the Christian Bale Batman movies, as a lot of people are. And so every time I hear about a new Batman, I'm a little skeptical. It's like, you know, especially Robert Pattinson, like the Batman, you know, I'm like, okay, but what's, what's the draw? You know, they can't just reboot and have no draw, but they, they really took it from a different angle than we've seen before uh, and focused on the element of the Batman as the world's greatest detective, which something that really you see a lot in some of the old graphic novels like Long Halloween, Mask of the Phantasm, that kind of stuff. And then they focus like the on Arkham that. City games too. Yeah, true. The games. Which are the most popular Batman games. So I, I appreciated that. Um, I think it was a movie that was very long but and, and didn't necessarily need to be three hours, but at the same time, it could have been four hours. Uh, and I still would have enjoyed yeah. it. I would have I enjoyed would have it, it if it was two hour. hours, but <laughs> but I would have enjoyed yeah. it if it was four hours. So I would have taken the four hour version. Well, I think I think it needed that time at the end. So here you have this. You're going after. Um, you you find out the spoiler alert galore. So here you have a detective trying to figure out what's going on with the city, and it turns out that there's a crime boss who's running the whole city. Mm-hmm. And this guy Riddler knows about it and the Riddler can't bring this guy to justice. So he gets basically the Batman to, to kind of figure it out. And then the Riddler kills this bad guy. And then we go a little bit more in the story, but then as things are falling apart at the end and the, the, the sea walls break and it's flooding, you can see um, the Batman is struggling with 
wait a minute, this is kind of the world I've created. That This is mm-hmm. what I've done. Um, even one of the bad guys, he starts off the film by saying he's vengeance. And one of the bad guys says he's vengeance. At and, the end of the um, movie, yeah, the people yeah, destroying exactly. the city. So so here you have kind of the, the good guy and the bad guys going after the same thing. And then it, it takes some time for him to, you see him start to rescue people and have the flare from above. And you, you start to see him start to, to kind of maybe change his tactics um, and to leave. And then there's, there's a quote at the end of this. And I think it takes that time at the end of the film for it to stop and change a little bit. So you can understand the change in Batman. And he says, vengeance won't change the past mine or anyone else's people need hope. And I think that you need that that time to breathe. We have this real intense detective story for a long time. We need that last 10 minutes to kind of see the change in him and, and understand mm-hmm. it, along with the information that was given to him about his own family and his own history. So, mm. yeah, I, I, I thought it really needed it. And, yeah. and it is hey, interesting that, sh- that it doesn't follow like a traditional story structure, I feel like. Uh, it's more of a linear uh, plot structure where you just kind of follow throughout starting at one point and then you just you're like oh you start here and go and just follow the Batman as he solves this mystery um, and it all takes place in like a couple days so it's actually really cool I think how that plays out yeah did you see an arc in the Batman at all did you see him start off as a character for vengeance and then at the end oh yeah up being for sure okay I just think this film's just a great time to kind of stop and say, hey, wait a minute. How are you handling things that are being done to you? Um, are you the type of person who wants to give hope to others? Or are you just like, you wronged me, I'm going to get you back? That was, I mean, that was really huge for me also, because it felt like this is the first Batman movie where Batman really learns and grows and changes. Like he has a, a, a real character arc. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there is character arcs in the in the Nolan movies and stuff. It's just it, it felt like really pronounced in this one and like impactful and like this person really actually learned something and realized that it's not enough just to be vengeance and to dish out punishment to criminals. Like we have to give hope to people in the city um, that he loves and wants to save. Um, the scene with the flare is so cool when it's like yeah. the top down mm-hmm. shot of them in the water walking with the red flare and like the bat capes dragging behind him as he carries the kid and people are walking out behind him. It looks so cool. Yeah. <laughs> such a and pretty, the, the cinematographer said that that flare itself was the primary lighting source for the entire scene, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Practical. Yeah. What about like, I think Paul started talking about the themes there a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Do we have any more, kind of thematic elements that we want to talk about in the Batman. I know one that Paul brought up earlier before we started recording was this idea of like, do you choose your career over love? Cause we see at the end, like, uh, you know, Batman and Catwoman. I mean, their chemistry is just really good. Like they're phenomenal actors. I felt like there was really something there, like a spark. And then at the end, um, Catwoman's like, she's leaving town. And she's like, why don't you come with me? It'll be great. Just the two of us out on an adventure. And he's like, I can't. And she's like, that's right. You're already married to this city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think one of the predominant themes for me that is relatable 
uh, is the idea that you're fed a narrative, and it's kind of like what Paul talked about from the Roger Ebert uh, quote. But yeah, that you're that we're fed a narrative of like what's good and bad um, in society, and who is who represents good, who represents bad, and you know, in the Batman, it goes like it takes societal narrative and it kind of takes it to an extreme to kind of show off the flaws in our perspective sometimes um and just shows like hey this may not you know be as it seems and there's there's gonna be corruption on both sides you know everybody that that represents goodness like is also corrupt in some way and we may not be seeing it and you know a lot of times people that we may look at and be like that represents corruption and badness may also have a story that is more complex than we think it applies so deeply to our lives of like everyone is broken in some way and it just takes so much understanding and getting to know like what is what are people's stories like what is the real narrative um it's not just good and bad uh, so, yeah, there was a lot there, Perry. And yeah, there, there is a mixture kind of in all of us. There's things I like about myself and things I don't and, and people around us. And how are we going to handle that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you guys were hanging out at a coffee shop and you just saw this film with someone, what would be a question or two you would ask to dive in a little bit deeper? <clears throat> uh What's your favorite Batman movie and why was it this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oof. I, I um, can't, I can't say that this was my favorite of all time. I'll just, I'll just say, sorry, I, but uh, it is, it is up there. I'll, I'll cut that out though. So the, so the listeners don't know. No, they need to know where you stand, Perry. Who who they can trust on this podcast. <laughs> who can they trust? <laughs> I think like um I find it so interesting that this version of Bruce Wayne is he feels also more realistic because he is yeah. someone it feels like he's actually someone who grew up with watching his parents after watching his parents be murdered. Um, and like that tragedy has just never left him um, and absolutely shaped who he became and as the Batman. And, you know, he isn't Bruce Wayne in any capacity, really. He's just the Batman all the time. Um, I think that's so, so interesting. Um, and I wonder, I guess, I guess I would ask something like, do you feel, do you feel like you've ever had like a hobby or a job or some facet that is just more important than the rest of you. And like the other parts just kind of start to diminish because of it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's really good. I'll, I'll go next so that we can let Paul rightfully. So <laughs> give us his last piece of Ruminate wisdom. Over five watching yep. to come up yep. with the ultimate question. <laughs> um, so one of the themes that we didn't really talk about is, is the the theme of no more lies like that's the that's a oh yeah that's Jeez. a line that is that is all like painted on walls and built or uh like like vehicles and stuff throughout the movie is like no more lies like the city deserves to know the lies that have shielded and uh, you know like Im- imperfect people corrupt shielded corruption in the city for a long time i think just that leads to the question in our own lives of like has there been a time where you 
felt like you were lied to. And how did that make you feel? Maybe it was a long time. Maybe it was, I don't, I mean, we all probably have said the, the phrase in our life, everything I know about this is a lie, you know, like as a joke kind of phrase, like, but for real, like, how does it feel to be misled and find out? Yeah, those are good questions. Uh, Gosh, you could go a hundred different places with this film. There's so much in there. I really enjoy the the speech that the mayor makes at the end where it says our institutions must earn back your trust and just kind of asking someone, do you, do you believe our government? Um, what do you feel our government's corrupt where and why? I just think there's just this huge um, thought process in this country where, yeah, it's kind of like you, you have to filter through what our institutions are telling us. And we have to try to figure it out, like read between the lines of what's really happening. And as a society, that's really interesting. If you don't trust your your government, that probably leads to very bad things that are going to happen down the road. So that'd be that'd be kind of interesting um, to ask. And then maybe on a really deeper one would be: Has there ever been a time where you found out um, had that you found out something about your family? or about your parents that rocked your world. But that's that's a super deep one. But I love this film. I think it's awesome. And if you have HBO Max, you can watch this film very shortly without going to the movie theater. Or you could go to the movie theater because it's great to experience movies in a the theater, personal yeah. opinion. But. I really think this film is designed to be seen in the movie theater. And I'm actually afraid to see it at home. I think it's going to lose um, its effect. It, it was designed... And, and built in such a way that you feel like you're actually in the film, you're part of it. There's a lot of POV shots, a lot of the music. And when you get home and you watch it on your laptop or your phone, um, it's just not going to be the same. I've looked at some of the trivia for this movie, and it's really interesting in that Matt Reeves, the director, wrote this script with Rob Pattinson in mind before he had even talked to Rob Pattinson about it. And at the same time, Rob Pattinson was interested in knowing what was going on with the batman because he wanted to be in it if he could wow uh and uh zoe kravitz and robert pattinson received the same advice from the predecessors of their respective roles as catwoman and batman make sure you can go to the bathroom while in costume (laughs) thanks for coming along everybody we'll see you next time (laughs) (laughs) see ya have a good one everybody Bye.